who's been a witness that he strengthened you when you've been weary. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. God is good to us, isn't he? Amen. To be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. Oh 
compromising others are turning their backs we're going on with Jesus anyhow amen, amen. 
Amen. If we have the brothers come receive the morning tithe and offering, by and by when the morning comes. <clears throat> Oh, by and by, when the morning comes, when all the saints of God are gathered home, we will tell the story how we overcome. We'll understand it better. We are often tossed and driven on the restless sea of time. Somber skies and howling timbers succeed a bright sunshine. In that land of perfect day, when the mists have rolled away, we will understand it better by and by. Oh, yes, by when the morning comes, when all the saints of God are gathered home.
understand what's happening along the way, but we know the end result. And that helps us along the way, don't it? Amen. It's been requested that Brother Josh sing this song this morning, so you can be seated at this time. to 
powers of darkness cannot touch me. In your presence, oh God, oh, in your presence, that's where I am strong. In your presence, oh Lord, my God, in your presence. I want to hide. I want to hide where the flood of evil cannot reach me, where I'm covered by the blood. I want to be where the schemes of darkness cannot touch me. In your presence, O oh God. Touching your grace in the cleft of the rock. In your presence, oh God, let's sing together in your presence. In your presence, that's where I am strong. In your presence, oh Lord, my God. Presence, that's where I belong. Seeking your face, touching your face in the cleft of the rock. In your presence, oh God, oh, in your presence, in your presence. so good to us. I, I know I seem repetitive, but God is good to us. Amen. We have a, a couple of announcements and then a card and some prayer requests we'll go through this morning. 
But it's good to see everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. Any visitors, may God bless you. Anybody streaming or archiving, may God bless you as well. Um, a week from yesterday, we're going to have a wedding. Brother Kyle and Sister Ashley. And so we're certainly looking forward to that. Um, so in preparation for that, the fellowship hall, I believe, is going to be have all kind of decor and stuff out there. So for those who choose to go out there between services, if you could just be mindful of that. And please keep the kids off of everything. I'm sure there's some breakable stuff. Um, so please hold on to the kids and don't let them get on that. We'd certainly appreciate it. And after service this evening, we need some brothers to move all the tables and chairs to the storage buildings in preparation um, for the wedding this Saturday coming up. And no service this Wednesday as everything will be getting prepared um, for the wedding as well. I always love the weddings. Um, it's just always such a good time. See everybody super happy on those days. So certainly looking forward to that. And we have a, a card here. It's from Sister Brenda and Sister Shone and the family. It says, don't quite know just how to thank you. No act of kindness, no matter how small, is ever wasted. Words cannot express the gratitude we feel for all that you did for our family in our time of loss. To feel the love and prayers of our church family was overwhelming. From the cards, flowers, money, food, and prayers, to those of you who came to support and serve our meal, thank you so very much. We know what a sacrifice you all made, and it was so appreciated. We so appreciate our pastor and Sister Lisa and the children for being with us. It was a wonderful service. We couldn't have asked for more for our Justin. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And then also over here says, Thank you seems so little to say when your kindness meant so much. So this is sent to let you know that your thoughtfulness has truly made a difference. Thank you. Well, we certainly love Sister Brenda, Sister Shone, and the family, and let's continue to hold them up in prayer that the Lord will continue to strengthen them during the months ahead because they will certainly need the strength. But we know God is more than able to provide whatever comfort and strength and peace that they need. And this Thursday, Sister Shone will be having surgery. Uh, they're waiting on cardiac clearance, so soon if they get that, then she'll be having surgery on Thursday. So let's remember... Sister Shone, just believing in advance that everything will be all right. The Lord, Lord will die the, guide the surgeon's hand, nurses, whoever's involved. Amen. Everybody will be on their best that day. And uh, Sister High will be traveling to Korea, I believe you said Wednesday, Wednesday, um, for 30 days to visit her family. So let's remember her. Lord, give her traveling mercies. And she'll be a blessing to her family over there. She's a blessing to us here, so I know she'll be a blessing to her family back in Korea. Pray for Brother Jimmy. He'll be without a sweetheart for 30 days. I told him, I said, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I'd be a salt slobbering mess after two or three days. Um, and Brother Jimmy also has a special unspoken prayer request. He said it really needs the Lord's direction about a certain situation. And we know God's more than able. We've all had those. Amen. And let's continue to remember Sister uh, Sharon Van Wick. That's Brother Paula Fontaine's sister as she's going through her cancer treatments. And once again, so thankful for the praise report from Brother Eugene's mother that she was found cancer-free. Just can't thank the Lord enough for something like that. Amen. 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 Our pastor and 
the family, several families are, are uh, out in Colorado. I guess some of you saw the, the Facebook post last night. I won't say no more. I'll let him do all that when he's back. Uh, but they're out there, so pray the Lord give them travel mercies as they come back uh, this week. Amen. Anybody have an unspoken prayer request? Amen. Brother Joel, if you don't mind, come take us to the Lord in prayer this morning. Let's hold Brother Isaac up in prayer as he'll be ministering today. The Lord will give him what he has need of. Let's all bow. Heavenly Father, it's a privilege and honor once again to come before you, God. Lord, so much to thank you for, God. We could start today and never stop, God, for so many things you've done in our lives, God. I know when we've been through trials and tribulations in our lives, and Lord, when someone passes on, you are the great comforter, Lord, and we thank you so much for being there. So good to see Brother Ray and Sister Sean and Sister Brendan Church this morning, God. We know we don't know exactly what they went through, God, but we have had loss in our life, and we know, God, without you being with us, we, we just couldn't make it through, God, and you've always been there, God, and we can never stop thanking you enough for it, Lord. And we just pray you continue to comfort them, give them the peace where they need it, Lord. We pray also for the other request that was brought before you, Lord. Sister High leaving for a month, God, we just pray for a hedge of protection around her, God, every way she goes, Lord. Let our life be a witness to all around her, Lord Jesus. Brother Jimmy's unspoken, Lord. God, you know all about it. You know all things, God. We just pray you intervene in that situation, Lord. There's so many other requests, Lord, that was brought before you, God. I know that the time is getting at hand, Lord, where we need to be looking to you more and more every day, God. And all these things, distractions and so forth may come our way, God, but we know that there's one way to look, and it's up to you, God, and we look for you, God, to guide us in every way of our life, Lord. I pray for Brother Isaac as he comes out this morning, God. Lord, we know we came needing something or we wouldn't be here, Lord, and we just pray, Lord, you speak through his mouth, God, and give us exactly what we need this morning, Lord. I pray for our pastor and all of them flying and whatever they may be doing, Lord Jesus. I ask for a hedge around them, Lord. Bring them back safely, God. We pray for the remainder of this service, Lord, that everything will be done for your glory. And I pray and ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's sing this little chorus as we invite Brother Isaac out this morning. It's already done. Key of F. <clears throat> Oh, it's already done, hallelujah, it's already done, oh, praise the Lord, the battle. Victory's been won 
for the trust and uh, I pray that I believe that you prayed for me and I thank you for coming too <laughs> so we'll go to our Bible uh, while I don't know if brother Brian will sing us another song I think the song that brother Josh sang if we can just do that after and then we can continue uh, we'll go to the book of Mark Five, starting from uh, verse 24 to verse 34. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him, and thronged him. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood twelve years and had, had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch, but is close, I shall be whole. And straight away, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue, had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest 
the multitude are thronging thee, and sayest thou, who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith have made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. In your presence, that's where I am strong. In your presence, oh Lord my God. In your presence, that's where I belong. Seeking your face, touching your grace. Where I belong, seeking your face. 
As the song said, that's where we are strong, O God. Now we invite you this morning to take care of us. Speak to us, O God. You know all the needs, you know all the questions, you know all the worries, the sadness that we came with, O God. But in your presence, you always take care of us. And we go back, not the same way we came in, but better, O God. We trust in your word because you have sent us your word to comfort us, to heal us, to give us every desire we have in our hearts, oh God. Bless our pastor. You know what he needs. You know the questions he has, oh God. Because when we have problems, most of the time we run to him, oh God. But you are the only one he can run to. That's why we pray in return for him so that you can always be there for him, O God. So that whenever he comes back to you with questions, we'll be always there to give him answers. Father, bless each person here. Bless each family, O God. Myself, I come to you too. Because you know that it's not a habit to stand before your people and bring the word. That's why I need you to remove me from the way. So that I will not say my, my, my thinking, my thoughts, or my, whatever I want, oh God. But to say always what you want. Because you know better what the people need, what we need, oh God. That's why I invite you to come and take uh, this small gift you have trusted me with and use it. For your own glory in Jesus' name. Everything else that doesn't testify your name. May it, may it be removed from our ways and here in Jesus' name. Father, we don't know what to say. We don't know where to start. But we trust in you. In Jesus' name we have prayed with faith. Amen. So you may be sitting. And as you are sitting, I uh, will go to the Old Testament. The book of Numbers, um, 13, Numbers 13, uh, from So, uh, the Bible says this, uh, to just make you understand what was happening is when Moses, after telling the people, they have to go to, uh, so I think I'm moving something, so let me make sure that I'm not moving anything. Yeah. 
So let's hope it works. <laughs> so after Moses sent in the spies and told them that they have to go inspect the land and see if it was the way God said. So the people now went in the land and then they saw what they have to see and then they came back and this is the report they had to give to Moses. And then, um, yeah, verse 25, and they returned from searching of the land after 40 days and they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel and to the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation, uh, congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sent us and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are wild and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there, and the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and they Hittites or Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. Um, dwell in the mountain and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. So my title this morning will be um, A Real Christian, A True Fighter. Because and this morning, I want you guys to help me. If I'm screaming, I say, brother, you're screaming. <laughs> so just, you know, when you say amen, add you scream inside. <laughs> and then I will know that I'm screaming. Because <laughs> sometimes when you talk, you don't pay attention. You scream. And then after church, and then they are told, you were screaming. I say, oh, really? <laughs> so just help me. Let's all preach. <laughs> so uh, God makes promises and everybody come and they say they believe the promise of God and they take it and sometimes they say they apply it and uh, they try their best and everything but they find out that they don't have exactly what God said. And sometimes people become uh, depressed and they say, I did what God said and I never got anything. Or I was prayed for and I was never healed. Or God promised me, uh, to, uh, God promised me a blessing and I never had it. And whatever God did, uh, so I'm still having the same issue. So but what did God say? So uh, that's how... Uh, uh, as I was praying and um, I was at work, and you know sometimes uh, I think the people upstairs, they will cut this part because I don't want my boss to hear this. <laughs> so I will create some free time and try to meditate and uh, sometimes you get, God talks anywhere. You don't have to be in church for God to tell you something. You don't have to be in a good environment for God to tell you something. But as long as you are ready, your heart is ready, God will still talk to you no matter where you are. So sometimes I'll be at work and then 
uh, I meditate and something just strikes you. And then I start to think about uh, soldiers, fighters, how they have to be trained on what they have to go through. And then I uh, thought of the ma uh, Marines. So we have people that went to the army. Thank God I've never been there. <laughs> because I'll be fired the first time, like the first few hours. Or everybody will be mad at me. You know when you have to do the push-ups? They say do 20, I will not be able to do 10. And when you don't do it, they, give, they double it for everybody, I guess. So, and then I think of the ma ma Marines or the military, how they are trained. They don't train them uh, the way, like harder because the government hates them. No. They train them, they try to put them in the mind of fight. So that wherever they are, they know that war, we are in war. They don't train them to be like, okay, it's only when we are in war that I will think that we are in war. No. So they train them that as if war was happening already. And I was talking to one of my friends back in China, and then he would tell me I went to the army uh, here in the U.S. Sometimes they will put them in cold water, very, very cold water, and they try to train them to condition their body so that if one day they have to go fight, let's say in Russia, and it's really, really cold on how to stay alive. And then he will say that, okay, sometimes they will stay in a place for maybe a couple of hours, like let's say one day without talking to anybody. And when he told them, I told me that, I said, thank God. <laughs> I, would, I was not there because I cannot keep my mouth shut. <laughs> so I'll be in trouble all the time. So instead of him training me, I'll be training him to talk. So um, you see, they train this person. So that even one day they are in war and they find himself alone. He doesn't have to go crazy. At least he was trained to stay alive, to be alone. And then uh, that's how I came to this idea of a real Christian, a fighter. Because people think that when God makes a promise, it's easy to take it and have it. But what they like to understand that around every promise of God, there is a, a, a child of Anak. There is a Canaanite. Around every promise of God, there is a wall. So God could have said like to the children of Israel that I gave you the promised land. And then tell them, okay, you don't have to do anything. I gave it to you. I know what I will do. I will do the same thing I did in Egypt. And then I will go, just brush them off. And you just go possess it. That would have been easy. <laughs> Imagine these people just go in the land, an empty land. And say, God gave it to us. And then they go, they possess it. They will never appreciate what God gave to them. And that's why God allowed this land to be walled up. And these people came and told them that they are great, they are strong. And to, like to them, we look like grass or, 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 or. 
Because God made a promise. And he said, I am the God, for example, a God that heals me. The promise stands and the promise is true. But if you are a real Christian, you have to fight for every promise. Because a fighter is a person who has the will. He is willing. Because without a will, you cannot do anything. You have to be willing to be healed. You have to be willing to be saved. You have to be willing to be blessed. One time we went somewhere and we were about to pray for someone. And then uh, the people that we were with went straight to start to pray for the person. Without knowing what they wanted. And they laid their hand, they prayed, they prayed. And then uh, this other person told the person that brought the, 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 the boy who was sick. And said, tell them to walk. You didn't know what they want. And the boy said, no, I don't want to walk. <laughs> and he didn't. It's after when we asked him, what do you want? You see? Because you need to have a will to, to walk. You need to have a will to be blessed. You need to, be, to have a will to be loved. Because if you don't, you don't will for something, you will never have it. No matter how much we pray for you. <laughs> no matter how much people do things for you. You will never know because you don't will. You don't have a will. You don't need it. You don't want it. Because when you have a will, it gives you courage. Because when you don't have a will, you just lay down. You say, okay, I am dead. It's done for me. It's, 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 I'm okay the way I am. But when you know that God made a promise, and this is mine, and I'm willing to take it because it belongs to me, and then you have the courage. No matter what the devil turns in your way, you have the courage because you know that this is mine, and I'm willing to take it no matter what is the cost. And when you have the courage, you have determination. <laughs> because sometimes your courage is about to go dim, is about to go down, and then determination comes in and tells you, will remind you what the word says, and then now you become persistent. <laughs> but so uh, is a person who has uh, the will, courage, and determination to struggle. To resist and to impose what they want. So, when, when, when you are a fighter, you have the courage, you have first of all the will, the courage, and the determination to resist because God makes a promise and He says, You are saved. Know that the devil will send something else than salvation. But since you are a fighter, you have to fight anything that comes against what God has said. You don't just accept anything. A real Christian doesn't have second opinion, no. He has only one opinion. And a real Christian, in his language, he doesn't have if. 
If God does this for me, then I can do this. It means that you are ready for whatever comes to you. But, but when, when, when you go to the, 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 the dialogue, the next verse, I think uh, verse 30, Caleb and Joshua, they had only one thing in mind. They had only one option. If God said it, we are going to possess the land. No matter where it goes, those people will look like, you know, insects in our, in our face, in our presence. But for the other people, they saw the wall. <laughs> and and um, the place we read in Mark, this woman needed help. She has been everywhere in the hospitals. She has seen different doctors. She has seen all the, 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 the people that she could have. The Bible said she has seen physicians. They did everything they could. She spent all the money she had. And it was done for her. She has no more money. All the doctors she knew, she knew it was, she went to everybody. But the, instead of her getting better, the Bible said her situation was getting worse. And now she heard that Jesus was coming. She heard that Jesus was coming and she heard the testimonies that, of what Jesus did. And then as she heard that Jesus was coming, the Bible said it was a multitude of crowd that was following him. Pressing him all around. It was not easy for her to get to Jesus. When you know what you want. You, 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 no matter where you have to go. You, you, you will make it happen. Because Jesus was pressed everywhere. There was no space for her to even touch the clothes. Let's imagine for a second. Let's go back to that day and see what happened. Peter was there protecting Jesus. All the twelve protecting Jesus. And they didn't want anybody to touch him. Because Peter was jealous. He heard one time people preaching in the name of Jesus and doing miracles. He went and saw the master. He said some people are doing this. We have to, we forbid them. And they didn't want anybody to touch Jesus. That was the 12. And the other, the 70 uh, disciples, they were all around him. And there was no other people too that wanted to touch him. Everybody was going to Jesus. And this woman, you know after you have lost a lot of blood, you don't have strength. You are weak. How can you reach Jesus? How can you get to where he is with all the resistance around him? But with you, it's just a simple prayer. And then you don't feel good. And then you say, no, God didn't touch me. But imagine this woman. For 18 years, she has been losing blood. How weak could she be? Even a strength, father. Even, even like the, the weight she was, she, she was made it thin. 
fish was very small. But Sishon said, because I know that Jesus is passing, if I can only touch, am I screaming? Because <laughs> people forget to remind me. I have to remind myself. <laughs> so, now she said, if I can only touch his clothes, if I can only get to where Jesus is and touch him, and the song we just sang, he said, in his presence. If I can only get where he is and be in his presence. If I can only. The doctors have done everything. The banks have done everything. To the point where my credit is bad. If I can only touch him. If I can only get where he is. But to get where he is, there is giants. What am I supposed to do? No matter who is the giant. Because I want to touch him. They will look small. Because you know faith doesn't see the way our eyes see. Faith goes beyond what the realities of your eyes tells you. It goes beyond of what the size of the situation is. And then the woman looked at him. He said, but now how am I going to do it? I am weak. I cannot even stand up for a long time. I am weak. And even when she was going, she was losing blood. Yes. When you go to a doctor, you tell them you are dizzy. The first thing they check is your blood. They check are you, uh, do you have uh, iron? Do you have vitamins? Do you have this? They do blood work and stuff. But now she is losing it. Mm. <laughs> but she knew that I have to make it. I have to get where he is. I have. If I can only get where he is, no matter what is the condition, no matter what is surrounding him, I have to get where he is. And then she goes, that she was weak. She's going, she's going, pushing through, pushing through. Until she gets to where he was. She touched just a little bit. She didn't grab it. She just touched a little bit. Because when you are in the presence of God, you don't need to grab all of God. You just touch a little bit. You don't need a whole of God for you to feel better. No. You just touch a little bit. She just touched a little bit. And then when she touched just a little bit, the Bible says a, a, a fountain. Because blood was flowing like fountain. Of blood stopped. And then Jesus looked around. Who touched me? And the Bible says he was looking for her. The Bible never said for he or her. No, he said for her. Because when you touch God and you have determination in you, God knows exactly who touched him and why. He knows exactly where the touch is coming from. Because they try to persuade him. To tell him like everybody's touching you. Mm. 
Everybody is around you. You have everybody, all of us are squeezing you. How can you say that somebody touched you? Say no, because this touch was different. He was not like everybody else. He was different. And then he looked around, he looked around, he said, he find her. He said, your faith. <laughs> because a real Christian understands that he has to fight for every promise that God gave to them. Because hmm. God will never just say, to him that will overcome. Brother Ron says, and then take you, put you through a pipe. <laughs> and you see, send you the other side. And say, bless are the overcomers. No, no. 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 Why did you overcome? Because he said, I must fight if I have to reign. And for every promise of God that he ever made, you have to fight for it. <laughs> And then he says, if God makes a promise, you have to step in. Because he said, Foot, footprint is possession. <laughs> the moment you claim that this promise is mine, you are stepping in. But that's not enough. <laughs> because the Bible, like, the Bible, God told Joshua, let's go to Joshua 1. Most of the time, people are scared. People don't know what to do. So people don't know what to do. And they are scared. And then when, especially, you know, the devil fights you the most when they just pray for you. Or when you just come from praying. The devil fights you the most because God made a promise. He said whatever you ask while praying, believe that it's done. And it's true it's done. But the devil now come and put words around whatever you ask. And now your imagination starts to see the walls. And makes you believe you don't have it. Amen. Joshua, Joshua 1. Because people. Um, yeah, Joshua 1. It says this. You can start from verse 1. Let's just start from verse 1. Now uh, to verse, uh, verse 3. We will go to verse 5. So, of, yeah, 5, yeah. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the, Mo the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, uh, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, Go over this Jordan, thou and all these people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. God said, I give to them. 
I take this bottle, I give to Brother Uriel. So if he stays there, he will never get it. So he has to stand up where he is and walk and get it. If I throw it, and then Brother Uriel stays like this looking at me. He will never get it. Instead, the bottle will become danger to him. Because he can hit him. And that's why a lot of promises of God becomes hindrance to our faith. Because we stay without going to get it. Brother Branham says, when you see that he's higher than you, get a ladder. Climb it. Go get it. Because it's yours. He gave it to you. He says, Every place that the soul of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. <laughs> Every place you put your feet over, I give it to you. Amen. The Lord himself said it. But why did they have to fight? Because I said, every so I put my foot here. I said, this is mine. Do you think that the person that owned that place first will just let you have it easily? No. <laughs> no. Because that person was a master. He was the one ruling that place. He would never want anybody else to take what belongs to him. Because to that person you are an intruder. And then he says, From the wilderness unto this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Ephrates, all the land of the Itatus, what will happen to the habitants of that land? Where would they go? Because God is telling them, even the land, he even mentioned the name. That even that land, I have given it to you. But what will happen to the people that were living there? The Bible says, when an evil spirit is cast out from someone, he will go around looking for a place for him to rest. He's going. Because he was living in a house. Let's take it in the natural I was living in a house, and then the landlord kicks me out. Will I become homeless? No. I'll go try to find another house. And if I cannot find another house, I can go back beg my landlord. And say, sir, this time I'll be paying you on time. <laughs> Even though he knows that it is a lie. <laughs> you see? And, and that's what happens in the spiritual. Now this spirit goes around. Let's say that it was cancer, for example. We pray. Because when we pray, we attack the life or the spirit that was giving life to that cancer. And then when we pray, I believe we kill the life. Or the life lives. And then it goes. Looking for another patient. To go in. 
And then he looks. He looks. He doesn't find. Now between I think 72 two hours. <laughs> you start to feel like. No, no, no. It's worse than when I was prayed for. You feel all the pain. You feel all, everything moving in your bodies. Everything. Because your imagination creates unbelief. Because faith kicks out cancer. And your unbelief brings him back. And Brother Honor says that's where a lot of people lose their healing. It's when they feel all the, 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 the feelings, the, 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 the stuff that they were feeling with cancer. Even doubling. They think, oh, you went from stage four, now it's five. I'm going to die in two, two days. But, because that demon is going looking, looking, looking all around. And then when he doesn't find anybody, he says, oh, if they were able to kick me out, if I go by myself, they will kick me out again easily. Let me go find seven more. Weaker than me. Stubborn than me. And then we will go back. They don't beg anymore. They come and force themselves in you. And then when they force themselves in you, the Bible says the condition of that man becomes worse. Because you had cancer. And then you will see cancer was maybe just in the, the arm, for example. And then when he comes back, he attacks the lungs, he attacks the brain, he attacks everywhere, and all the organs fails. And now it's done. But when you are a real fighter, because the Bible says every place that you will step on, it's yours, I give it to you for possession. Now, when you go, they pray for you. And then you believe that you are healed. No matter the symptoms. It doesn't matter. No matter how you feel. It doesn't matter. Uh -huh. It doesn't matter. Because you know, God gave me a promise. He said, I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. And when you feel a little bit sick. You go, and then maybe you like any sport. You take your, 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 your ball, or I don't know, you go play sport. Because the devil wants you to be in, in bed. Yes. Feeling sorry. And then you say, oh, I don't feel well today. I don't feel well today. I don't feel well today. No! You don't have to feel. But Jesus never said, your feeling has saved you. But he said, your faith. Because feeling can lie to you. But, but he said, your faith has healed you. Because faith is a revelation. And then when your revelation touches healing, it will never let go. No matter what everybody tells you. No matter what the doctor tells you. No matter what people tell you. I'm telling you. And then he says, 
Joshua 1. He said, And unto the great sea toward uh, the going down of the sun shall be your cost. <laughs> God is good. <laughs> there shall not any man be able to stand before him all the days of thy life. First of all, you have to step in in the promise and say this is mine. That is mine. My family is mine. Healing is mine. The Holy Ghost is mine. Every promise in the Bible is mine. And then when you step in, now you have faith. God now comes down and tells you there will be no one that will stand before you as long as you live. For somebody to stand before you, they come to fight with you. They come, but they find that you are stronger than them. You see? You are stronger than them, and then when they come, they find that you are stronger than them, and they have no option than to bow, than to worship the God that you have. That's why Rahab said, we have heard what God did everywhere you were going. From Egypt in the wilderness, we have had. God, does, God, does, God doesn't like cowards. People that are, can easily give up, people that can easily give in, people that can easily, like, you know, anything, they just run away. Let me, let, let, let me read one quote and then we. Just one second. I don't even know where it is, but just give me a second. I think I have someone. Brother Brown says this. In God in his word. He said, and every promise in the book is yours. But God will never give it to you. <laughs> and he said it's yours. But he will never just hand it to you like that. No? He says, God will never give it to you and you lay back on a bed of ease. God tells you the Holy Ghost is yours. And then you say it's mine, you go lay down at a bed of ease. Uh-uh. Because when you do that, something is yours. You do anything possible for you to go get it. You do anything possible for you to go get it because it's yours. And you know that whoever has it now, it doesn't belong to him legally. You go for it. When you know that the family, that everybody... Is yours. God has given them to you. You go for it. You say it's mine. But God, I will not rest until I get it. Amen. God has, every promise is yours. But God will not give it to you. You just laying down on the bed of ease and thinking that God will just hand it to you easily. He said, you will fight for every inch you get. 
<laughs> I was talking to my wife. I was telling her, God called me when I was just a kid. Sometimes stuff I have to go through, sometimes I'll tell God, why am I going through this? I remember one time I was going through a lot. Spiritually, everything, you know, when you go through the teenagers and stuff, and all those things, you grow up a little bit, and then you don't have parents to control you. You have all those things coming against you, and there was a lot of things happening. Then I would go tell God. Sometimes the trial I have is not of my age. Why? Why do I have to go through all this? <laughs> but for you to be who you are, you have to fight for it. Because God wants you to be somewhere. For, for you to get to that place, you have to fight for it. Trials will come. And you have to fight for your way to get to victory. <laughs> and then he says, he told Joshua, every place the sole of your foot treads that I have given, are given you. Footprints meant victory. And it's the same thing tonight. If you are paralyzed and can't wiggle a finger, say, God, I want to wiggle a finger. <laughs> you are paralyzed. You have a sickness. You have a problem. You have something. You don't wait for it to get better and say, I can now move it. That's exactly what he's saying. Because he makes a promise. And now you just say, God, I want to wiggle my finger. I want to be able to move my hand. I want to be able to move my feet. Yeah. I, I cannot move maybe my hand and then touch my back. God, I want to touch my back. Right. And as you say that, you start to move it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eh? And then he says, that's right. You promised me I could do it. When you say, God, I want to wiggle my finger. And then you say, you promised me I can do it. God created your body to work in harmony. And that's the perfect will of God. For the hands to feed you, for the eyes to tell you where to go, and for the feet to follow the path. And for the stomach to have stomach ministry. But now, when the enemy comes in, if there is no harmony. The fellowship between the members of the body now is dislocating. The hands doesn't want to feed anymore. But the hands, that's not the will of the hand not to feed you. Because the hand knows that I have to feed and the feet knows that I have to walk. Now because the enemy came in. And now you cannot move your legs. Because the enemy came in. You cannot bend your knees. Because they call it, I think, arthritis. I don't know the name of sickness. 
as riches, uh, you get what I'm saying? They think that goes and attack the bones and all those things. Because of that, he is a demon. Because when he comes in, now you cannot move in harmony. And God told you that he created you. You were wonderful, perfectly made, perfectly made to be able to move, to be able to see, to be able to use your brain, to be able to move your hands, to be able to clap, to be able to talk. When the devil comes in now, you cannot talk. You can go find it in the way of healing. Brother Brown talks about it. How when somebody is deaf and dumb, the science can say this, but there is a demon holding the nerves so that the voice will not come out. You can go find it in there. You see, he explains it. Now, there is, you have now a situation. Now you go to God. But God has made a promise. That I am your God. That heal of thee. Yes. And then he made another promise. He said, by my stripes, you are healed. Yes. Now when you go to God and tell him, God, you said that by your stripes I'm healed. And you say, God, I want to move my hands. Because you told me that I was wonderfully made. Whatever you make is perfect. But now, look at what the enemy has done. Now you said it. I want to move my hand. And then when you start to do that, start to wiggle. Brother Ron says this. You promised me I could do it. And I, lay, I, will, lay, I will lay there. And wiggle. Till I do wiggle it. You don't just try. And say okay maybe. It didn't work. No. You move your hand. Even if you feel the pain. Move it. Until all the pain. Goes away. Imagine. I was following somebody. Giving a testimony about Brother Branham. They bring a baby or a boy that couldn't walk. He had one leg short and one uh, long. And this person says, Brother Branham, after praying, he didn't even look to see if the leg was the same or not. He just let the baby. The person, I don't remember if it was the baby, or, but I know it was a boy. And then he let the baby. How did he know that the leg was grown? Because when God makes a promise, he stands by his promise. He backs it up. Because he made a promise that in my name, this is what you will do. And then when he went, he didn't see all the uh, uh, Amalekites or all the Canaanites or all the giants. No. He just saw the promise. He just saw the promise. And then he let the kid down. And then the legs were even. The legs were even. So you don't just move it a little bit and say, oh, maybe it's too painful. 
A real Christian is a fighter. And the fighter is somebody who is trained. He's trained to resist. He's trained, no matter what is the challenge, he's trained to resist and impose what he believes. Even if he doesn't make it, he will die trying. Hmm. If you are paralyzed, Brother Brown says, you see, and then you say, God, uh, I will lay there and wiggle till I do wiggle it. That's right. God made a promise. God, you told me I could put my foot on the floor. And here it comes. Here it comes. Yes, Lord, it's coming. Just keep on till you do. Put your foot on the floor. <laughs> A lot of visions today. You try the first time, you feel the pain. And you just quit. And then you come again, they pray for you. You just need one time to be prayed for. I don't say that you don't have to come back. We, will, we understand, we will still pray, everybody will still pray. But you just need one time. Because when you come back, maybe sometimes your faith is growing. But when you reach the right level of faith, you only need it one time. And then when you get there, if you couldn't, you were feeling pain, you're having back pain, you just keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. Lord, you said. Lord, you said. Lord, you said. Lord, you said. And you will feel. The pain is gone. You just keep doing it. Every morning when you wake up, you do the exercise. You do this. The next day again, you wake up, you do it again. The next day again. One day you will even forget that you had pain. But where did it go? <laughs> Nani saying, just keep on till you do put your, feet, your foot on the floor. That's it. Fight for every inch. If things are, is handed to you, that's the matter with the American people tonight. You've got everything handed to you. Well fed, well fattened, well clothed, and everything else. That's why uh, I think, I don't know who was telling me that somebody was suing Burger King because they think that the Whopper Jr. is small. So I don't know how big they want it to be. Maybe they order the double one. And they still go to court. That's nonsense. But when you go to some places, people, they have to work hard to get whatever they want. They have to fight. And Brother Brown says, that's what the problem with even Christians today. They think that everything is just handed to them. Why a lot of people have to fight? God is not an unjust God. Brother Ram says this. Just one second. 
God provided a way for this day. I preached 64 uh, February 6th evening. I will go first to the marriage of the Lamb. 62 uh, January uh, 21st evening. Brother Ram says this. And that we know there is going to be a bride and there is going to be a wedding supper served in the skies. That's just as sure to be as God is because it's his word. And we know that those that are going to make up the bride is going to be his church. Very easy. Right? You have to be the church and then you are the bride. God chose you and then you become the bride. Mm. And then he says, they are going to appear before him without spot or wrinkle. And they have the material on earth now to make themselves already. <laughs> not God, not the angel, not even the pastor. You, yourself, myself, we have to make ourselves ready because we have the material. <laughs> you waiting for God to give you? Ah, you wait for long. <laughs> and then he says, so many says, uh, he said, themselves ready. If you notice, he said, she made herself ready. So many says, if the Lord will take this evil spirit from me, how many people think that here? If the Lord can only heal me, if the Lord can only take this uh, smoking spirit away from me. You will ah. <laughs> continue with if, 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 till the end. And then he says, from me, if the Lord can take from me the drinking uh, or from gambling or from lying or stealing, I will serve him. We will never serve him. No. <laughs> uh -huh. If yeah, the Lord can just grant my request. If the Lord is saying. But that's up to you. Not up to the Lord. It's up to you. Whatever you want. It's up to you. Because God made the promise. And when he makes a promise. It's signed and done. Amen. Now it's up to you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. He says, See, you got, to do some, you, got, you got to do something too. They that overcome shall inherit all things. He repeats, they that overcome. You have power to do it. Amen. Not God, you. Amen. Traveling with the Spirit. Struggling with a bad habit. And you waiting for the Lord to do it. No. You have the power to do it. Oh, I am so addicted. 
I am so struggling. You have the power. You can come to us. We will advise you. Pray for you. But you have the power. Not God. Because most of the time we blame God. If God can do it for me by never done it. He has done it. Because at the cross he says. It is done. Now is for you. You have the power. It's now in your power. God said you are healed. And you don't believe it. Do you think God will heal you? No. It's in your power. <laughs> it's all in your power. Not somebody else's power. Not in the pastor's power. Not ask yourself. We can go to a service. God comes down. Heals only one person. While you have a lot of people that have, that have sickness. Why? God heals only one person. Because that person came knowing that it's in their power to accept what the preacher said. It's in their power to be healed. Because God heals only the people that want to be healed. God says only the people that want to be saved. It's in your power. No matter how the preacher can preach. The preacher can be preaching. And you sitting there. Criticizing what he says. It's in your power to do whatever you want. It's in your power to see what you want. Brother Abraham says. Or if you go to a church. And you want to see mistakes. You will see a lot of them. The devil will show it to you. It's in your power to see how incorrect the preacher grammatically is. Especially me. <laughs> you have a lot of them. But it's in your power to go beyond grammar and see God. It's in your power. It's in your power. Because it was in the power of the woman. To be healed or not. He was in the power to see Jesus as a Belzebub or not. A prince of demon or not. But she decided. From the moment she decided. She was healed already. Because what happened when she touched. Was just the manifestation of a healing. But she was healed already. Before even touching him. Because the moment she said, let, 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 let's, can they put Mark, uh, I think it's Mark 5. Let's, let's, let's all read. What she says, because she was persuaded. She decided and said, if I can only get to where he is and touch him, I will be healed. <laughs> she was healed already. There was another man. By the name of Zacchaeus. <laughs> That's my guy. <laughs> Imagine. He had issues. I don't know. Do we have it up there? Mark 5. Okay, let me just read it from the Bible. I don't know. Mark 5. 
before I, I move to the other guy. I don't know, I don't remember exactly um, now. I think it should be Mark, yeah, Mark 5. Yeah, I got it. And then uh, verse 25. And a certain woman, as I'm reading, read to a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians. Do you understand it? The way I just understood it? She has suffered many things of many physicians. Even the physician itself made her suffer. Do you know the first thing the physician make you suffer? The word come, that comes from the mouth. It looks like. <laughs> it does like. And when you go home, it torments you. <laughs> hey, the Lord is good. And then he's saying, and spent all that she had, and was nothing better. But rather grew worse. When, 27, when she had heard of Jesus, came in, pressed behind, and touched his garment. 28, for she said, if I may touch, but his clothes, before even she went to touch. She said, if I can only touch, but his clothes, not Jesus, not all his feet. Because some people want to be like brother so and so, sister so and so, how they had the experience. No. But if I can only, her revelation, was if I can only touch his clothes, I'll be made a whole. She had, from the moment she heard about it, she was healed already. <laughs> because when you hear the word of God, faith comes by what? Hearing. And what is faith? Revelation. She saw what was happening. <laughs> she saw already that when I touch him, I am healed. And that was it. Because faith is a substance of things hoped for. And evidence. From the moment she had faith, she had an evidence that she was healed. It was not about things that she saw, but things that she doesn't see. And when she went to touch him, that was the manifestation of her faith. Amen. Amen. You may be sick here. You may have any situation here, any trouble here. From the moment you take a decision by faith, you have the solution. You have the answer. Now, what you will see coming to pass is just the manifestation, the fulfillment of your faith, the expression of your faith. Because when faith speaks, it doesn't speak like imagination. Amen. When people are very hungry, 
They, are, they don't have any hope to go eat. Maybe they are homeless or anything. They start to imagine. As I'm walking on the street, I can maybe find the $50. But that's just imagination. I can maybe find better food. Somebody packed it well and put it in the garbage. Maybe back in the 90s. People of today, they eat everything. <laughs> they don't leave anything. <laughs> but when you have faith, faith guides you. You know what you're talking about. Imagine in that time, if somebody came and told her, like, you see, everybody's touching them. You see that person there, he's lame. He touched him. What happened? You see this person, you had this issue. What happened? You see that one. What happened? She will not believe them because she had a revelation. She so already herself healed. And then she said that the, the, the Bible says this. And then, if I may touch but is close, I shall be whole. And straight away, the fountain of her blood was dried up. First of all, she had a revelation. And then the fountain done what? Dry up. <laughs> the guy is Zacchaeus. That guy heard a lot about Jesus. He didn't believe. He was a businessman, very successful. He didn't need anything of God. He was there. You know how you do business. He knew how to play the taxes. <laughs> he knew how to get the business, the market from the government. He had all the connections he needed. He didn't God for you. He didn't need God for new connections. No, he knew how to do it. He was the man of the hour. Because you know, like in the society we live in, people have everything, they don't need God. But there was a person that was praying. That was Zacchaeus' wife. Brother Branham dramatizing. He said her name was Rebecca. And as Rebecca was praying, praying, maybe she was praying for a long time. <laughs> there is only one last time for everything. <laughs> Rebecca prayed that day. <laughs> and Zacchaeus, as he was at his business place, he heard rumors, people distributing trucks, that Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. Zacchaeus was like, it's just, you know, another crook that is coming to get tithes and offering from people. Give 50. God will give you a hundred. Give two hundred. God will give you four hundred. Who has one thousand? We have pastors back there. The amount of your, the prayer you receive is the amount of the money you give. <laughs> you give fifty, you receive fifty dollars a month of prayers. I watched a video one time of Tyler Perry with uh, T.D. Jakes. The guy stood up there, and T.D. Jokes was standing there, and uh, I'm about to finish. <laughs> but pray for me, for me to be true. 
No, so now he's standing there, and uh, T.D. Jakes is standing there, and uh, the guy is talking on the microphone, and then he says, I will give a donation of one million. And then he start talking, talking. And then he start talking in tongues. Ro, bo, bo, bo. He just lay hands on uh, T.D. Jakes, and the guy is falling. My brother tells, that was not the Holy Ghost. It was the one million that made him fall. <laughs> <laughs> because the amount of money you give, instead of the preacher to pray for you, they will be the one that will ask you to bless them. <laughs> Zacchaeus was like, maybe he's one of them. He went home, he was not even thinking about it, he forgot about it. But Rebecca woke up at night. She went in a secret chamber, she stopped praying. As the prayer is going up, we always think that prayer brings God in our presence. No. But prayer takes us up in his presence. And in his presence, that's where we have our petition met. Rebecca starts to go up in prayers. And as she's going up, God now start to act upon the petition of Rebecca. He said, oh, my daughter, you have prayed enough. You have cried enough. Now it's for me to do what I have to do. Amen. And that night, you know, uh, Zacchaeus was sleeping. And then he was sleeping. He was deep and sleep. He started to have insomnia. This never happened to me. I am rich. I have all the melatonin. So I take it, I can sleep very good. But where is this insomnia coming back? And then he's like, but I, I finished that deal. I closed it. I did that deal with this person. I'm done. And then he starts to feel more stressed. He starts to feel something is wrong. But what is happening? And then he starts to ask himself, is it because I didn't tax him more? <laughs> What's wrong? Okay, maybe when I will go, I will do it more. Maybe I will get back the money I lost. Maybe I will do this. He tried all the solutions. Something was just wrong. He was not at peace. Yeah. <laughs> but he remembered that there was Something that was going to happen in the city. He woke up in the morning. He said, okay, let me first go to the office and see what will happen. He went to the office. He opened his uh, office. Everybody comes in. They say, hi, boss. How was your night? You know, he cannot tell them like he couldn't sleep because they will see him as weak. And then he said it was good, but it still feels like something is wrong. After criticizing about religion and stuff. Now we hear the last person passing. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. He has to pass by that way. He has to pass by that way. And then something hits him. Say, oh, maybe that's what I have to do. But remember, Zacchaeus, before he gets the salvation, he had to make his way. Because he had struggles. Zacchaeus was short. 
How will he see Jesus? How will he get salvation? Because he had entrance. How? He tried, he tried, he tried to jump to see nothing. He did everything he could, nothing. But because the prayer that Rebecca made was so strong, Zacchaeus had to fight. And then he said, okay, I have to find a tree, second more tree. But how will he get to that tree? Because there is everybody there. He had to make his way to go to the tree. But how will he catch the branches short to jump and go? And then he had to climb and go up. And now he's hiding. He is hiding. He is hiding. And Jesus gets where he is. When you pray. Because all that started with a simple prayer from his wife. Everything that was happening. And I guess that morning, before Zacchaeus goes to work, he even told his wife, I heard that your lunatic is coming. The one that always throw people on the floor and claiming to deliver them is coming. Even maybe forbid her to not go attend it. Because I don't want that spirit to be on you. Now imagine if Rebecca say that, okay, Maybe my prayer didn't work. But she was a true Christian. And she knew that I have to fight because this is not my husband. But there is an evil spirit that is making him do that. That is holding him hostage. And she believed in the prayer. And she knew that God is not like a son of man for him to lie. And she stood her ground. She said, all is good, Zacchaeus. Go to work. May Jehovah be with you. But when Jesus got there, the prayer of the wife was going around, was going around. Until Jesus got there, the prayer hit the master. And then he stopped. Something stopped him. Sometimes we talk about Zacchaeus, that it was his struggle. He was not his struggle. He is the prayer yeah. of the wife. Yeah. That stopped Zacchaeus. Mm-hmm. And they look up. He says, Zacchaeus, how did you know? I know. Because your wife was praying for you. Your wife has claimed you the same way you have claimed your loved ones. The same way you have claimed somebody. The same way. Your prayer is going around. Your prayer is going around. It's going around. It's going around. I believe that if you stand 
and still your prayer will hit the master and he will stop and he will call them I don't know what is the name we will stop how did you know the name of Zacchaeus because the wife mentioned it in prayer and when he hit him and then because Jesus said the son can do nothing until the father shows him and then when that hit him the father shows him a vision and then he tells him there is a Zacchaeus hiding in the tree and then he says Zacchaeus come down we are going to your house and see how Zacchaeus was oh master when you're watching the movie, you can have an idea. <laughs> oh, master, he goes, he picked the money. He say, I'm going to return it. I'm going to do this. The thing that he couldn't do 24 hours early. Why? Because of a simple real Christian, a fighter that stood the ground and said, this is mine. No matter what is the cost, this is mine. My family is mine. My church is mine. Half is mine. Healing is mine. Blessing is mine. Whatever, no matter what is the cost, the Holy Ghost is mine. I don't care what the devil will put around. I don't care what the devil will say. I don't care what he will do. But it is mine. I will not just stand still and say, oh, God said it, and let the devil play with it. No. But I will stand. And say, this is mine. I claim it. This is mine. And as I'm claiming it, I'm stepping in. I'm stepping in. I'm stepping in. I'm moving. Amen. <laughs> I'm not just saying it's mine and I start to step back. I'm starting to, no, your marriage is yours. <laughs> Every promise is yours. And when you claim it, you say it's mine. I am stepping in. I'm stepping in. And then I take possession of it. Because thy seed shall possess the gate of the enemy. They will not just back, back down or back up or, or back off or give in or give up. No. You choose whatever you want to use. But for me, the Lord said it and it's mine. And I know that God is not a man for him to lie. If he said, I have healed you, I am healed. If he says, you are safe, I am safe. If he says, you and your household shall be saved, me and my household, we will be saved. I'm telling you, if he says, whatever you pray for, and in prayer, and believe that you have it, and are afraid for something, I will surely have it, and I have it already. That's why we're son. It's already done. The battle is over. Now I just have to step in and then say, this is mine. You devil, this is not yours. You don't have right on that. This is mine. You Jericho, you walls, you have to fall. This is mine. You, 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 you. And that's the reason why God gives you the Holy Ghost. Because he gives you something in you to make you a fighter. For you to have a fighting spirit in you. Amen. 
That's why he gives you a Holy Ghost for you to go after any Amalekite, any Canaanite, any Jebusite. Whoever they are, whoever the Philistines are, God gives you the Holy Ghost for you to go after them. And God gives you the Holy Ghost to go after any unbelief. God gives you the Holy Ghost to go after any disease. God gives you the Holy Ghost to go and like after anything that comes against you. That's the reason why he gives you the Holy Ghost. If you have a problem in your body, God gives the Holy Ghost for that. As we stand up and the musicians are coming, God gives you the Holy Ghost for that. Amen. And it's all in your power to use it the way you want. Amen. It's all in your power for you to use it. It's all in your power for you not to use it. It's all in your power. Brother Brown says, it's like somebody who has a check, a checkbook, and he has everything. He, he has everything. He's already designed. All they have to do is just to feel what they want. And they don't want to use it. It's like somebody who is sick. With the, the medicine from the doctor. And they don't want to take it. He said that person will die with the sickness, even though he has the cure. He's somebody like somebody who is sick with like who has a vaccine. And he says. The vaccine kills more than COVID. I'm not saying that I believe in all those things, but get what I'm saying. The vaccine kills more than COVID. COVID will kill you, even though you have the vaccine. And it's the same. God has sent his word. Brother Branham says, the best thing that God could have given to men for protection, for whatever they want, it was his word. And he has given you his word. And if you don't use it, you will die in sin. You will die with your, your sickness. You will die with your problem. You will die with your condition, even though you have the cure. So many physicians yet
Kate and touch me. How about you? Back in those days, she had to work, press, and go touch me. But with you, you don't even have to move. Why don't you just go and touch me? Why don't you just go and touch me? Hallelujah! Because you don't even have to move. You don't even have to do anything. It's just go and touch him. Sometimes we make it easy for God. If I had an issue, and God said you can be touched by the infirmities of our bodies, I'll challenge him on that. And say, God, you said now I want to see you. I want to touch you. Why don't you go and touch him? You have prayed. You are fasting. But you can touch him this morning. The woman went through all the physicians and suffered. They made her like suffer, talk a lot. Do whatever they could do, needles and everything. But just one touch was made whole. You can be made whole this morning just with a simple touch. You can be healed with just a simple touch. You can be saved with just a simple touch. You can be restored with just a simple touch. Jesus you know why I had to go through emotionally physically with everything that is going on oh God but I know that you called me for this purpose what I feel what I go through doesn't matter oh God because you called me for this purpose. And I'm standing before your people, oh God. And I believe I told them everything. Now if this is your word, oh God. Come and vindicate it. That whoever wants to touch you this morning. So that they can touch you, oh God. Because how will I know that I have spoken on your behalf if you don't vindicate what I said, oh God, to be coming from you? May your spirit come down and deal with every heart, everybody, every soul, every spirit. That needs you this morning. Father, I can talk a lot. I can say a lot of things. But when you come down, that's what makes the difference. I thank you for everything. 
I thank you for your word. I thank you for our pastor. I thank you for healing them, healing him, oh God. Removing the infection to the point where the doctors don't know where he went. I thank you for the testimony of Brother Eugene's mom. God, if you were able to do that, you can still do more. Because you are the same yesterday and today. Come down and do the same, oh God. So that when we leave this place, we will say, indeed, we touched him. Indeed, he was with us. And we touched him. We were in his presence. Now, Father, I pray for the service this evening. May the Holy Ghost come and speak and teach us because we always trust in you and believe in you for everything. Believing that you have done beyond everything that we could imagine because you are God who has no limits. You are the most high, the almighty. You have no limits, oh God. We believe that in your almightiness you have done beyond our imagination. That you have healed the sick. You have restored families. You have restored friendship. You have restored everything for your glory. In Jesus' name, we have prayed with faith. Amen. And God bless you.
blessed here. Amen. God's doing great things, wonderful things for us here at Word of Life Tabernacle. Amen. I'm so honored to be a part of it. Amen. Let's remember Brother Isaac this afternoon that the Lord will strengthen him in his body. That's like eight hours of hard labor right there, Brother Branham said, so I know he's wore out, so let's just pray the Lord will strengthen him for the service this evening. Service back at 4.30 this afternoon. Let's come expecting and believing that God will speak to us once again. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to the saith the Lord Jesus Jesus how I trust him how I've proved him o'er and o'er Jesus Jesus precious Jesus oh for grace to trust Thank you. 